This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. And of course, inside your Odyssey app, wherever you may be in the world, it's free. Download it today. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Take us with you. Whatever you're up to on this Friday as you're preparing for a huge weekend of football. Week 9 across the NFL got started last night with the Steelers holding off the Titans 20-16, to improving to 5-3. and We broke it down. Don't forget, uh, you can always get everything you may have missed in podcast form after the show is over as well. And watch the show on twitch.tv slash betql, as well as at YouTube. Odyssey Sports is the channel. Uh, We've categorized, intrepid producer Paul has categorized our games this week. We've got good games. We've got, do we have to, games. We've got playoffs, games. And this category New quarterback games, because Mm. we've got uh, a handful that will involve backup quarterbacks or new quarterbacks. And alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I am Chris Mack. In for Ed Egros today here on BetQL Daily. Let's start in Atlanta, friends, where the Vikings are getting four. Total sits at 37. Vikings, you know, we talked to Charch yesterday. It sounds like Jaron Hall will get the start, and... It could be a break glass in case of emergency situation with Josh Dobbs on Sunday before he gets fully ingrained in the offense and takes over the following week. On the other side, in Atlanta, Desmond Ritter's been benched in favor of Taylor Heineke, which, considering how much Arthur Smith had seemingly invested in Desmond Ritter and trying to bring him along, is a little bit of a surprise to me. But Heineke just looked better than Ritter when he finally did get in there. So uh, Vikings getting four on the road at Atlanta with the quarterback situations, what they are, Joe. Um, first of all, I I like under 37, but I've gone back and forth about what to expect from this Jaron Hall. And, you know, the Vikings have no run game to speak of. The defense has started to perhaps figure some things out, but with the weapons that Atlanta has, I don't know if that's enough. Muddy's coming in on the Vikings, which I yeah. expected. That that seemed like it was a lofty number after the QB change and for both sides. And it's understandable. I find it fascinating that Arthur Smith was resistant. No, no, ours are, our, Ritter's our guy. Ritter's our guy. In fact, that was said after the game on Sunday. And now mm-hmm. he makes the move in a game in which they're going against a backup quarterback that nobody seems to know anything about. And he makes the move at home, the one place that Ritter has actually played well for the most part. Um, so that that's interesting. He must view this as a gotta have it game. We're four and four. They're four and four. We're, we're fighting for 
those last wild card spots in the NFC right now. I mean, hey, the Falcons could win a terrible division. That's certainly possible. But uh, it, it does feel like a last ditch effort kind of a deal here. And you said break glass in case of emergency on the Minnesota side. Could Atlanta do the same? What if yeah. Heineke's not what everybody's expecting? And, you know, Ritter at home, comfortable environment. Maybe he steps in at some point. I think there's just this assumption, okay, once you make the move on Ritter, there's no turning back. That's not the case. I, I expect them to flip-flop on quarterbacks many times throughout the year. Uh, it makes sense to bet on Minnesota plus five and a half with the weapons that they have. Jaron Hall might be good enough just to get by with Hawkinson and Addison. I, I'm I'm wondering, we talked to Chart yesterday about the whole Addison thing, whether we're talking about fantasy or props and how it's going to be tough for him with the drop down in QB and also, Aaron, a very tough matchup for Addison. Now you got to go against A.J. Terrell. Not only are you dealing with the backup quarterback in Hall, now you're, you're matched up against one of the top corners in the game. So uh, I don't know about playing Addison this week. I don't know about looking at any, any sort of props. At four now, I, I, I liked Minnesota at plus five and a half. But now we're down to four. I'm not interested. I see three and a halves. I don't understand oh, no all the Vikings. Yeah, I, I at five and a half, four and a half, I would consider the Vikings almost like a YOLO bet because you really don't know what you're getting from Jared Hall. So maybe it's like, right. hey, why not? I'll just take the dog here. But now I'm like, this is way too much Vikings love considering we have no, like, like we can't even sit here and pretend what, that we know what Jared Hall is going to look like, right? Like, I have no idea. All I know is he's probably a downgrade from Kirk Cousins. Uh, but I, I mean, it, this one's tough to figure out And the fact that the number is coming down. I, if it's Heineke, I like the Atlanta side, but I just can't back Ritter in any way. I would only look at props probably if it's Ritter. Yeah. It's interesting. The reviews on hall are basically what a, a little mobile, um, not the strongest arm. It, it sounds very Taysom Hill esque to me. I don't know if that's a valid comparison or not, but like uh, he's not he's not going to win you a game. You're going to ask him to come in and not screw up, um, which is basically what the Falcons <laughs> have been doing with Ritter to this point in the season. So um, Heineke, if nothing else, I think maybe gives the Falcons a little more confidence that hey, we're actually in this. Like we're actually playing to win yeah. and not just playing to bring along the the young quarterback. So I don't know the the. Props is probably the way to go on this thing because of the way the spread has moved on the late money. Um, Heineke, 214.5 yards. Hall's 192.5. You mentioned, you guys both mentioned Addison. Addison, his prop, 45.5 receiving yards. I mean, Hawkinson, 47.5. Hawkinson, uh, that's that's one I don't necessarily hate, 47.5. And and his receptions prop is only 4.5. I got to think if Jaron Hall's looking for anybody, he's looking to find whoever is available underneath quickly. And that, that spells, I would think at least a handful of catches for Hawkinson, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I think that's a good look with the under 37. These are two under teams, Vikings seven and one to the under on the year Falcons six and two Mm. to the under. And, And if you look at the drop down in the totals, once it became clear what this quarterback matchup was going to be very early in the week, this was in the forties. And now we're at 37. I don't think we're going to budge off this 37. It would take some respected money. And the respected money is already in on the under. 
from earlier in the week. So I don't really see this budging. It feels like this is uh, a key number for a number of games uh, on the docket this week that this, this is the new NFL. This is where we are with scoring right now in the league. If you have mediocre teams facing off, the total's going to be around 37 because the poor quarterback play is so poor. I don't have a play in the game. Like maybe in a couple contests where the line locked in five, five and a half, I would go to the Minnesota. It's only a Minnesota play for me. I cannot take the Falcons with margin. No chance. <laughs> yeah. And oh, gosh, unders on props, I'll probably look at throughout the show too for this game. That's all I got. Yeah, in Cleveland, this is an interesting situation. The Browns are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Another possible backup QB versus backup QB matchup. Clayton Toon, we know, is going to get the start for the Cardinals with the trade of Dobbs. Um, P.J. Walker is ready to go for the Browns if they need him to. Deshaun Watson practiced in a pretty limited fashion yesterday. And it sounds like the decision is coming down to, do we feel like we need Deshaun Watson for this game? Do we need Deshaun Watson to knock some rust off in this game so he's ready for a couple of division matchups following that? Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Um, this is, Watson said very clearly after he came back for the Indy game, I, I, I shouldn't have done it. I need to take it more carefully next time. If I'm the Browns, I don't push it with Watson. I need him at 100% because P.J. Walker shown that he can manage things, and especially against Arizona. Now, the number at eight and a half, that's that's too much for me, Joe. Um, I, I, I'd look at props. I'd look at alt lines. I'd look at maybe a teaser in this one. This is, a, I think, a really good to be included in a teaser. If you want to tease this down to two and a half, by all means. Um, but I, I think P.J. Walker's got to be the move at quarterback for the Browns here in order to save Deshaun Watson from himself. This is exactly what the Browns' defense needs. Something named a Clayton Tune. Don't know what it is. Don't know what to expect from it. But this is what they need because defensively, they haven't looked like the, the Browns that we know that they are. And I'm not here to question the defense at all. But, yeah, they're going to eat against Clayton, too. They're going to eat against this offense. Uh, you, you still, I mean, look how much things have changed since James Conner has exited this offense. They have really gone through a lot of struggles to where Dobbs looked pretty good for the first month completely fell off the table before trading him I would if he's good enough to go and I'm talking about Watson if good enough to go I would activate him but exactly what we talked about in Minnesota break glass in case of emergency if you can yeah. get by winning this game as more than a touchdown favorite against Arizona without going to Watson, and that's evident during the game, okay, fine, Watson's active, and he's not going to play. Okay, cool. But if we have to, if P.J. Walker is terrible, if Toon is, is surprising, I don't think it's going to happen, but if it's a surprise and you find yourself down later in the game, maybe you go to Watson, and then there's that threat, and the Cardinals' defense is, has their concerns um, I, I would go that route. As far as laying the number, I, I know a lot of people are. I just can't. I don't trust Stefanski as a favorite. And the sample size is pretty large. We're talking about 31 games where he's been favored, and he's 11-20 and 20 against the spread. I mean, a lot of those are divisional matchups, tight games. But teaser, absolutely love it. Survivor, I'm going to use them as one of my two teams. They're going to be one of the two most popular picks of the week. But but as far as laying this many points with P.J. Walker under center, 
I can't do it. I know Toon's on the other side, but I can't do it, Aaron. I'll be using them in teasers and Survivor. Muted. Oh, muted. <laughs> ah, pressure, sacks, all of it. I think the Browns' defense is going to have a great game. I am just so frustrated. I cannot find Clayton Toon interception props. I keep looking mm. and looking and looking. Post them already. Post them. Post yeah, that's going to slam the I over. Dare yes. you? Okay, so <laughs> what? What's the bet there? Because you know it's going to be at least minus two hundred promise you that what do you do are you betting on two uh, plus i'm gonna have to parlay yeah. it then okay parlay it <laughs> yeah maybe with something else another interception yeah. prop yeah included that's a good call included in a parlay or or it's it's at least it, it's definitely over one and a half give me over one and a half if i can find so, it um on so clayton tune picks kyler murray's off the injury report what are we doing here what's going right. on we're tanking. We're tanking, Joe. We're tanking. So we're going to do this the rest of the year. Every week. We're off the injury report, full practice, not playing. Rest of the year. The NFL is not going to step in at some point and be like, guys, come on. We can't have this. I think that they're going to have to bring him back at some point. I just think they're going to try and string it out as long as they can. Which, mm. again, tank job in the desert. Uh, real quick, Rams, Packers. Rams getting three on the road at Lambeau. Brett Rippon most likely getting the start for the Rams. Looks like they also may be without a key piece on the offensive line in Havenstein. Uh, Jordan Love for the Packers, total 38 and a half. This is another, uh, this is right on the bench, right on the border between do we have to and a new Q QB game. Yes. Rams, though, money line. Rams, money line. Third most popular money line dog at BetMGM this week, Joe. Oh, man. And I know it was touching three and a half. We're back down to three at BetMGM. Another uh, total in the in the upper 30s. I want to see the uh, the final injury report for this Rams offensive line, but I kind of like the Rams, guys. I just look at it, at, and I know there's sharp money on the Packers. That is scaring me a bit, but Jordan Love laying points. Is Jordan Love going to win a game against an NFL team uh, that does have some wide receivers? In Cup and Puka, of course, laying a field goal. So I've got to win by at least a field goal with Jordan Love right now. I don't trust it. And, and the, yeah. the other part nobody's talking about with the Packers is, yes, the Love thing is obvious, but also their defense is really bad. They're bottom 10 across the board, and they've faced a very soft schedule. And, and that's that's how life is in the NFC North. So, look, 31st in pass schedule, second easiest this year. And they're still awful. So I'm I'm fighting against it. I, I like the Rams. And if this goes to three and a half, I'm definitely in. One of my favorite plays here, I did it last week, and I, I saw it again. Jordan Love rushing yards over 12 and a half. He's gone over this five times. Most of those games, by a mile, one of them, he almost went six times. He had 12 rush yards. So over 12 and a half rush yards for Jordan Love. Rams rush defense is not that great. Eighth worst in the NFL. So I'm going to run it back with that prop. Yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on Cooper Cup props too. Uh, there's not a lot posted out there right now because they're waiting to see what the situation is at quarterback. But if it's mm -hmm. ripping, I got to think Cup is sort of the crutch, right? The the blankie. The, that's where I'm going to go first in, in, in moments of dire need. And so I would take Cup receptions depending on Obviously, with the numbers, but that's something I'm keeping an eye out for 
as Friday progresses and turns into Saturday, and those start to get posted. It is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack, in for Eddie Gross. <laughs> Up next, some playoff-curious teams, I guess we could call them. Bucks, Texans, and the Saints against the Bajancy. Mmm, interesting in New Orleans. That's up next on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.